When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're absolutely missing out. Got 50% off right now. Five bucks a month. Can't beat it. Nope. Please check it out. Give us a give us a uh, give us a try. Also, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Auburn Live on three YouTube channels. Pretty good. We got some stuff to talk about this week, and to help me do it all, my main my main man, Mr. J Head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. Mr. J Head, how about you? Uh, I'm doing good, brother. It's another Friday morning. Getting to talk a little bit of recruiting, a little bit of football with you guys, and we'll see if we can do another survive in advance this coming Saturday. But interesting guys' thoughts. Cole, how about you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm hoping that I didn't pick up J-Head's old internet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I see Cole's rocking his uh, over live this morning. All right. Courtesy of... Jessica Andrews with EHA Realty. <laughs> Looking for a home in or around Auburn, Opelika area, Lee County, residential, investment property. She can do it all, folks. Five-star realtor, consensus. Five-star realtor, Jessica Andrews, EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. Please. Might, might, might help me out. There you go. <laughs> all right, fellas. Another week, another home game. Yes. The fifth in a row. Yes. Fifth in a row. Auburn is currently three and one. Although we have seen uh, the the pen doesn't match the action. Well, the pen doesn't match the action, but can't take it away from. I tell you what, man. LSU game Saturday night, six o'clock under the lights of Jordan Hare Stadium. Going to be a raucous crowd. Auburn fans always bring it, regardless of what's going on. Yep. Um, and to be there. Uh, and to see that to be there is going is going to be a huge group, an impressive group of recruits. Say what you want to about these coaches. Say what you want to about the product you're seeing on the field so far this season. But you can't take away. And Jay has a big advocate. He said it many times. You can't take away what this recruiting staff is bringing on these home games, on these big home games. The Darren Ushers, the Stephen Ruziks. These guys are getting it done. Getting these kids on campus. I counted more than 24-star recruits expected to visit. I think there's at least three five-star guys expected to visit, including the five-star safety committed to Alabama, uh, Tony Mitchell, coming in for an official visit. Then you've got Quay Russell and James Smith coming back for, I think, the third time this year. Yep. I believe so. That's correct. You've got four-star Darren Usher, the defensive lineman committed to LSU, coming up for his third game this year. Getting these kids on campus has not been a problem. Those guys in the recruiting department have, doing a, been, have been doing a phenomenal job, especially with, uh, you know, all the, you know, the, the, the rumors circling and stuff, and you're still able to get these kids on campus. Uh, Cole, your thoughts on this visit list? I think, uh, you know, as we say a bunch, it's it's impressive what they're doing, getting guys on campus. It has been since the very beginning, so – Nothing different about this week. It's a big week. You knew it was going to be a big game, regardless of what your record was. Home game under the lights. Uh, LSU, you never know what happens there. So it's, it's it should be an interesting game whether or not Auburn wins, and we've already talked about that too. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. You get the guys on campus. They want to see the atmosphere, and, and, and it'll stick with them, you know. that That kind of atmosphere just sticks with you, and you remember it when you're doing your process and you want to get back to it. And, and that's the key here. Three official visitors. We mentioned five-star Tony Mitchell, another interesting guy. Of course, Braden Joyner is coming over from Auburn high school. He's been committed to Auburn since I think 2012. 
Uh, he's coming in for his official visit. But Alex Sanford, the three-star linebacker who's committed to Arkansas. He's from Oxford, Mississippi. He's committed to Arkansas. He's been wanting to come in. Cole, talk to us about Alex. Alex, yeah, I went to see him about two or three weeks ago at Oxford High School and got to meet him and his coach, Coach Cutcliffe over there. Chris Cutcliffe, Chris, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I just I got the vibe that Alex Sanford is committed. You know, no doubt he's committed to Arkansas. He really has a good relationship with those guys. Loves Sam Pittman. Has he he keeps him you know on the line all the time. And uh, they're gonna they're gonna be you know somewhat difficult for Auburn to beat out. But what he's being told from Auburn is really interesting to him. Again, he he was told, look, the Owen Papo guy that we have, hey, that's what we want you doing. That's the position, right in the middle, you know, sort of commanding everything. We think you're that kind of guy. And lately, he's kind of moved up for that position. So I think that if Auburn really pushes for him, which it seems like they are, they're going to have a great shot at flipping him. And maybe soon. Yeah, I agree. I think they're definitely going to be pushing. We know that, you know, Auburn kind of backed off on Marsilius Pulliam. We've been watching these two guys closely for that middle backer position. And it looks like Alex Sanford is the top dog at that spot. And Auburn will definitely be pushing for him this weekend, trying to flip his commitment. Jay Head, the 2023 class, some of the guys confirmed or expected to visit this weekend. Four-star edge, Kildrick Falls coming back. Yes. Four-star edge, Gabriel Harris is coming back. We talked about Darren Bain. Darren Reed. Yes. And then you've got Ruben Bain, the four-star edge from Miami coming up. Arion Carter, um, who was supposed to come in this weekend. Unfortunately, he had a family member pass, so he will not be able to make it. He will try to reschedule that and come back at a later time. Uh, Stan Quan Clark, the four-star linebacker. A lot of kids coming up from Miami. A large contingent of, of guys expected to travel up from uh, Miami, of course, weather permitting with, with Hurricane Ian coming through. Florida, basically, and just wiping out a lot of stuff. Uh, Jay Head, your thoughts on this 2023 unofficial visitor list? Well, let's go back to what you said about the effort that's being applied by this off-the-field recruiting staff, you know, headlined by, obviously, Drew Fabianich, uh, Darren Usher, Steven Ruzik. Those are main players, but there are a lot of people behind the scenes that are applying a lot of effort to make sure that Auburn doesn't lose traction with kids that they really want in this class. I mean, I, you have to applaud the efforts that are being put in behind the scenes to continuously get these kids on campus, whether or not they're getting commitments or not. You know what I mean? And they have picked up in that area, obviously, adding three big commitments within the last two weeks. But how do you, you know what I mean, when you have so much negative out there, how do you get beyond that? Well, it's getting kids on campus and selling them on your coaching staff and selling them on the environment to which Auburn is second to none. I mean, I think you just saw Lane Kiffin go on a rant about the environment not being in the stadium at Ole Miss, and they're a 4 and team. Auburn has packed out the stadium each and every week, and there's never an issue at Jordan-Hare with regard to, you know, what's going to happen there in big game atmosphere. And this LSU game is going to be second to none as far as that goes. It's always Auburn-LSU at night. It's going to be packed out, man. Um, but really happy to see that we're addressing needs with kids that we're getting on campus this week. I mean, I think the edge position and offensive line are probably the two biggest glaring needs. When you're looking at it from a roster management standpoint of what you're going to turn over this offseason, those are the two biggest spots. And so you're getting a kid in Clay Whedon in, mm. this wing guy that's really big for us because he could fill a multitude of positions. Um, you're getting four different edge players if everybody shows, and Gabriel Harris, Quay Rousseau, uh, Reuben Bain, Keldrick Falk, all capable of playing edge and capable of playing earlier rather than later. Arguably the top, absolute top four posi- uh, guys at, at the edge position, the top targets at the edge position, all expected to be here Saturday. Correct. And then three big names. Obviously, it would have been nice to have Carter in this weekend. I'm very high on him personally. Watched his highlight film and immediately texted Cole and said, did you see this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but getting Lewis Carter on campus, if they're able to get him there, Jaden Osbury, Stan Quan Clark, and then Alex Sanford. So, excuse me, four guys on campus. You would have had five with Carter. Jaden will not be able to make it. Jaden will not be able to make it. So, it is three. Okay, so getting those three on campus would be really big for this class because 
you're looking at an Alex Sanford who, to me, comps a lot to a Josh Bynes, probably a little bit bigger, but very similar. Damn, he's that big? Oh, he's he's bigger than Bynes because Bynes was only – the frame wasn't as big. I think Josh was only like six one or six foot. I don't think he was – you know what I mean? It doesn't have the length that Alex Sanford does. It, Alex You saw him in big. person. He's Alex, big. Is he? Yeah, almost 6'4". Damn. I'd say he's, he's probably in that – in between 6'2 and 6'3 right there and yep. probably about 230 pounds. Right. Yeah. So and and that's a high school kid. What do you think he's going to be when he gets in a college strength and conditioning program? And, and right. you may even have to fight to keep weight off that kid because it's just going to be so easy to put on that frame. Which I, I will say, Oxford, they got it going on in the weight room. They got it going on. That school is is well run. That football program is well run. So he's gotten a little taste of what it's going to be like in college, and that's always a good thing too. I agree. I agree. There's some transitive property there that probably is going to help him when he starts to make that ascension. But mm-hmm. linebacker, edge, offensive line, you are addressing needs in this class that you have to have, and you're getting them on campus. And look. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend, okay? I think we all have a pretty good idea that, you know what I mean, what might happen, but you don't know. And if Auburn comes out with a victory and you have these kind of kids in attendance, and it's not the win per se, but it's what's going to happen with the fans. It's what's going to happen in that stadium. It's what's going to happen at Tumor's Corner after all that's done. That's going to sell these kids on what Auburn can be and what you can experience when you're there on campus. So getting them there is half the battle. Then it's about what you do once they get there. Very impressed with the kids they got coming in this weekend. And, you know, talking about uh, the needs, you know, Auburn has a commitment from Jamari and Harkless, still looking for some defensive linemen. You've got Darren Reed coming in. You've got Tadarius Collins coming up from uh, Louisiana. And then you look at the defensive back, you've got Edwin Joseph, the new cornerback offer from down in Hollywood, Florida. A lot of these Florida – I'll just read off some of these – uh, South Beach. and the 2024 class is loaded too. The, the group talking about 2023 now. You got the commitments coming in. You have got Stan Juan Clark, the four-star linebacker, coming up from Miami. You got Edwin Joseph coming up from Hollywood. You've got uh, where's my Miami list? Oh, oh my goodness! Hollywood Saquon Patterson, four-star DB in the 2024 class. Luane yes. McCoy, who Auburn just offered wide receiver from uh, Avant Garde. No, I'm saying that wrong. Keith is <laughs> ourself. Uh, and, and even some 2024 kids in 2025 that Auburn has, uh, 2025 and 2026, I think Auburn just offered Malachi Tony a 2026 kid who would be, what, like eighth or ninth grade? He's coming yeah. up from American Heritage in, in, in Fort Lauderdale. Amari Wallace, the cornerback in 2025 class. Yeah. Chris, Chris Wall, both 2025 guys from uh, South Florida. So a lot of guys coming in from South Florida, and that's probably just the guys we know about. Uh, and But I think all eyes, as far as I'm concerned, Reuben Bain, he's been wanting to come yeah. to the game for, since he left back in uh, back in the summer. And Stan Quan Clark, you mentioned him, Jay. He had Louisville commitment. You would think that's the kid that Auburn could turn. I don't know where he stands on the board as far as, you know, is, is, is he an outside guy, inside guy? Is he a guy you take on the outside if you can get Sanford? Uh, I think it's hard to say where he is. He's a very talented athlete, but he's definitely a weak side linebacker in my opinion. I, okay. I don't think he's a Mike. Not when I not with what I'm looking at right now. Um but you got listed at six one, two ten, yeah. You know, and just his game in and of itself. I've watched a lot of his highlights. Um, and the way he plays would, in the current scheme that we employ, he would be much better on the weak side than he would be um, at the middle linebacker position. Yeah, and they've kept the line of commu- communication open with him for a reason. Whether or oh. not, you know, where he is on the board, they want to keep him, you know. Yeah, keep him warm for sure. Get him on mm-hmm. campus. Let, it, let him see the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Is he a guy that, you know, if things don't break right? Because obviously – with the exception of Carter, who's committed to Memphis, and I think we all anticipate he's going to flip somewhere, right? Yeah. I don't think anybody thinks that he's sticking with Memphis. Right. But there's a really good likelihood that Jaden Osby could very well stay with, you know, Notre Dame. You know what I mean? There's a very good likelihood that Lewis Carter will stay with Oklahoma. Yeah. I, in fact, I would mm-hmm. almost say it's probably more likely than not that those two don't flip. So you're having to look for candidates – you know what I mean, to fill that position because there's no doubt we want two high school linebackers in this class. 
one at the bank, feels like they've zeroed in on Alex Sanford, and one at the weak side. 2024 class, you've got Sterling Dixon. Mike Matthews, four-star athlete from Lilburn Parkview, Georgia, Brad Lester's old stomping grounds. Yes, sir. He's, he's the number eight overall recruit in the 2024 class. He's expected to be there. Sterling Dixon, the four-star edge from Oboe Christian, who I think is uh, – is he going to have a decision in November, or was that KB on Henderson? KB on Henderson. Uh, Miles Graham, stud linebacker that's committed to Florida. Yeah. Samarion Franklin, Jamarion Burnett, Zaquan Patterson, we mentioned him. Also, Jeremiah Beeman. If I'm not mistaken, Jeremiah – oh, it's the big defensive lineman from Parker. Parker. 2024 yeah. class. Big stud defensive lineman is coming back. I think he's already been to one game. And also, i got to add this guy today, but uh, Jelani Thurman is expected to come back with Terrence Love. Not sure on Joshua Horton. Or Air Nolan, but I think Tank uh, Jelani Thurman is also expected to be there. Wouldn't be surprised to see those other guys from Langston Hughes, Bo Hughley, Air yeah. Nolan, Joshua Horton. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them's there. You almost expect the rest of them to be with them. Yeah. So something to keep an eye on there. A huge, huge group of studs recruits. Um, and again, man, again, say what you want to about the product, but. Yeah, feel, but but you can't really gripe about the product in the stands. Not these big home games. Auburn has done what it needs to do to get these kids on campus multiple times. I mean, every home game, including Mercer and San Jose State, has had multiple five-star kids in attendance, and uh, not just from the 2023 class, but the 2024 class have always been well represented. So it's been impressive what these guys off the field have been able to do, and 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 doing it again. Uh, we know uh, Auburn's going to go out tonight. I, I, I thought Keldrick Falk coming back is interesting. He's committed yes. to Florida State. Yep. Auburn obviously continues to push hard for him. Jimmy Brumball is going out tonight to see his game. Uh, we, we talked about Jaden Osbury not being able to come to Auburn this weekend. He's got his homecoming. Uh, so what does Auburn do? Well, they're sending Christian Robinson to him. So Christian Robinson's going down to Baton Rouge tonight. Going to see Jaden Osbury, Jimmy Brumbaugh is going down uh, to Highland Home to see Keldrick Falk. Mm-hmm. And, and, and listen, here, here's something I learned. I, 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 I uh, says, said on Tuesday night, you know, about sending all the coaches out and doing this and doing that. And I ended it with, but I'm a re- recruiting reporter, and here's the reason why. Auburn has meetings on, on Friday nights. Right. They have team meetings on Friday night. They're led by the, the, the coordinators. They're led by special te- the special teams coordinator, which is Rock Bellantoni. That's why you haven't seen Jeff Schmenning out. That's why you haven't seen Eric Esau go out. That's why you haven't seen Rock Bellantoni go out. These guys are running meetings. Um, so what do you do? You take your, your assistants, your, your best recruiters, basically, guys who have uh, – okay, David Hobbs just said he's going to Ohio State with his sister. Mom didn't want me downtown south in the storm. So David Hobbs is off, which we didn't we didn't mention him. I think I had him on my list earlier, but he is going to Ohio State. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so 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 you take uh, and especially on a game like this weekend, I can understand. Will Fram wants to be back. He wants to be working with his offensive line, and nobody can really blame him for that. No, not given the current state of things. So it makes will, a lot more. It makes a lot more sense when when I, you know, because I'm going. This just doesn't sound right. Mark, Mark, you know, why? Are, some of these guys going out. Why is, why is Christian Robinson going to see Clay Wheat? Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at the offensive line, you know that Will Fran wants to be spending as much time as possible with that with that uh, with that offensive line. You get the, the the coordinators leading the meetings on Friday night, and of course, Rob Melantoni being the special teams coordinator. That's why he hasn't been out. So it all makes a lot more sense when I uh, when I know. And uh, I'm I'm gonna. Join Jimmy Brumball over at Highland Home tonight. Mm. Good deal. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about him, Cole. Uh, I like to watch him. I haven't watched him in person yet. Um, I mean, you know, I I know him pretty well at this point. Keldrick, he's a good kid. Him and his brother, JJ. All the folks at Highland Home, got a good relationship with them there. So I want to go watch them, and they're pretty competitive. They always got a good team, and – I want to – I'm going to try to talk to Keldrick afterwards, see what he's got to say. You know, he keeps coming back to Auburn, so that's interesting. And he, and he told me when I went to see him a couple of weeks ago that, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. It's really up to my brother. He's 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 got his recruitment going now. I'm sort of yeah. on the back end of mine. So where he wants to go is where I'll go. 
And he also said to me kind of off record, you know, my mom kind of likes to go to some of these games too, so I'll follow her too. Well, she's wanted, she, that's when I saw him at Auburn, I said, hey, man, I didn't know you were coming today. He goes, well, my mom wanted to come over here today. So, again. Hey, mama, love, love her some Auburn now. Well, well, yeah, mama's going to like, you know, the close school, right? That's usually how that goes in, in general. So, that's probably the place his mom likes him at, I would say. I'm sure Florida State, she loves it too. They've been on him from the beginning. I mean, it's it's a tough deal for, for a guy like Keldrick who's, you know, been recruited by Florida State since he was in, like, ninth grade. So yep. he, he felt some kind of loyalty to them. But he feels like, man, Auburn is really close, and, and I could be real close to home that way. So that's hey, kind of the – that's the, that's the um, you know, back and forth he's got there. And credit to Mike Norvell for studying the ship there at Florida State, you know, yep. off – Four and start. Yep. Um, as far as that's concerned, so that makes things even more problematic from Auburn's standpoint. But yep. well, I'm really interested to see what you say about JJ, even more so Keldrick, uh, who's obviously a big Auburn target already. Right. Keldrick's kind of a known commodity now, right? Like we know what he's capable of, what he's flashed to this point. But JJ is somebody that I heard has turned heads early this season. I've got um, obviously some ties to that Wiregrass area, that part of the that part of the country. And he's really kind of put on a show early, so I'm really interested to see what your what your eye tells you with regard to JJ and Kildred. JJ being the 2025, 25, yes. What position, linebacker? Well, you know, I think he's listed as a linebacker, but all over the field, anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. He's a three level player. I mean, he said he said if I can, he told me when I talked to him, I was like, well, what? I said, what position do you like? He said, well, I mean, if I can like if I can stay at this weight, I think I can play safety. I was like. I don't know. That's gonna be tough, man. You, Bro, you there's no way he's staying that way, man. I mean, he's he's already what two ten. Yeah, I, I said that to him. I was like, man, you you got some room to grow there, brother. I don't know yeah, if safety's where you're at, but hey, if you can play like a safety at linebacker, you better believe you're gonna be the real deal for people. There is no uh, Keldrick. Going back to Keldrick, to me, he is one of the more imposing kids oh, standing yeah. on the side. I mean, you look at that guy and you go. Where does that twenty five? What what NFL team does that twenty five year old play for? Yeah. I mean, right. he is right. he is impressive. The all yeah. bus team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put him in the front. He stands let's, out in the crowd. That's for sure. Let's uh let's 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 take a look at this game real quick. Okay. Auburn LSU six o'clock Saturday night during their stadium LSU. Last we checked, Zach. Well, I think it was eight and a half. LSU is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Yesterday on the Modcast, I picked a, a closer game. I think I had it at 23-20. to 20. I think Auburn scored a late touchdown or something like that to make it look closer than it really was. Yep. Uh, I, I, I said – I because I, I think Auburn scoring more than one touchdown against LSU is going to be difficult, especially with the offense the way it is right now with a four-string center, a third-string quarterback, or second-string quarterback. Yeah. And – I still feel like uh, the the crowd, the stadium, is worth a touchdown to Auburn somehow. So I've got Auburn with two touchdowns, a couple of field goals. <laughs> is that uh, being too optimistic, Jay Head? For me, it is. Um, I think so too. I, the more I thought about it, I just think. because I do think the Jordan the Jordan here is worth a touchdown. I agree with that. I think they'll get one other. I think my score prediction as of right uh, as of today is twenty four fourteen. LSU is better offensively than Missouri. Um, and we saw last week that Missouri had the ability to move the ball against Auburn in the first half. In the second half, it was pretty much stalemate until you got to the overtime. Uh, so, obviously, some adjustments there were made defensively on our end. But offensively, it just it's a bad matchup for us. The strength of LSU, which is their defensive line, going against our offensive line. A second-string quarterback that still is a little bit uncomfortable within the system. And unless we make some changes schematically to do some things to accentuate what Robbie does well, which is obviously utilize his athleticism, so more RPO, if there's if that's even in the scheme, that's what I don't know. How much RPO is there? How much variety do they have? How much more of an option game? And, and Jay Lee, you, you hit this perfectly. You know, and I don't know what Robbie's capability is running the read zone. Um, and I know the defenses have adjusted and started to crash the mesh point. 
um, to make him make earlier decisions as far as that's concerned. But if you can pop a couple of those, it's just going to free tank up so much more because you're adding that extra hat in the run game and that person that you have to account for. So can we be successful on the ground? You know, I, I just don't know. And like I said, I really don't like the matchup of LSU's defensive line versus Auburn's offensive line in this game because it makes it feel like to me, you know, it's, it's just a mismatch and they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage there. Jay, and real quick, I'm going I'm I'm to go to Keith, but uh, sticking with the, on the ground game, uh, Prize Picks, our sponsor for the podcast, has tanked his rushing yards at 64 and a half. You going more or less? I'm going to go less. Keith, welcome in, big dog. Yeah, what's going on? Can everybody hear me all right? Yes, Absolutely. sir. I think after showing my face the last few days, we're probably better off going back to uh, – We lost some subscribers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we lost some subscribers, mostly females, mostly female subscribers. No. <laughs> Not at all, Keith. Look, man, you had the whole Vice City background going on back there, man. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Listen, I'm just glad to be alive after what I saw in the last few days. Is your power back on? Uh, power's back. Yeah, it was good. All right. Listen, I never complained once about that because, you know, you start watching that film, the, the, the film on TV of what was going on, you know, about 100 miles south of here, man. You're like, oh, my God, holy cow. You know, holy cow. Hey, and big up after you to the lineman, the lineman absolutely, out there. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. And the J-heads out there. Yeah, 42,000 of those guys were camped out. They, uh, I want to say up in the, the Wildwood area, Sumter County, I think, is where it is, which is, if, you, if you're ever in Florida, that's right where the, uh, the interstate jets off. You can go to Tampa or Orlando. Right in that area is where they were situated, I think. And those guys have to ride it out, sleep in their cars. Uh, they come from all over, man. I mean, it's amazing. It, it really is. And then they get that stuff up pretty quickly. And by the way, I mean, I know nothing about this. But it's not exactly the least dangerous job on the planet. I mean, there's a lot of risks there, you know. Lines down, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so we were without power for a day. Big deal. Big deal. You know what I mean? Jay Head, if you were, if you were, you said you were on the second wave um, right now. What what are what are the first wave guys doing? So right now, and and for those that don't know, I'm in the United States Coast Guard, um, attached to a uh, a team that goes down and, and handles, you know, or kind of goes in and looks at natural disasters, uh, biological hazards, things of that nature. And so what our guys would do is go down there and assess damage. And essentially there's also a, a search and rescue mission to help with some of the flooding and, and things of that nature and getting people, you know, into safety. So right now the major concern is making sure that those people in that Sarasota, Fort Myers, that whole area that's been highly affected, um, that they're safe, that, you know, they, they've been moved to a place where they have the basic needs that they need, you know, for their families to feel comfortable. And then we'll get in and start trying to assess the damage and see what needs to be done as far as making safety zones and um, getting things from a pollution standpoint, from a salvage oh, yeah. standpoint, and, and getting that organized. Hey, Keith, we have uh, we have all talked about the recruiting weekend that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, the impressive list of visitors once again for Auburn. A couple of updates for you. David Hobbs is going to Ohio State with his sister this weekend. His yeah. mom wants yeah. him to get out of the South, uh, understandably. Uh, a- Arian Carter, his uh, one of his family members died, um, oh. unfortunately. So he's going to be um, staying home with his family. But we have added uh, Jeremiah Beeman, the four-star defensive lineman in the 2024 class. We've added Jelani Thurman, who's expected to come. Uh, as well as, uh, I forgot, J.J., I'm sure J.J.'s coming with Keldrick. And then tonight, Keith, uh, Jimmy Brumball is going to see Keldrick Falk. And then Christian Robinson is, since Jaden Osbury can't come to Auburn, Auburn's going to go to him. So Christian Robinson is going down to Baton Rouge to see Jaden Osbury. But, but Keith, your thoughts on this uh, on this list of visitors expected to come in this week? Yeah, I mean, it's a great list. It's not a surprise. I mean, credit to the staff, of course. But, you know, when has Auburn ever not gotten good visitors list at, at these big games? I mean, and again, that's not a knock on the current staff. I need to be clear about that. They Obviously, they're doing a good job getting guys there. But this is a marquee game, whether the teams are ranked or not. Ranked or not, it's a great rivalry. It's a night game. Everybody knows the atmosphere is going to be out of control. It's two teams fighting for their lives. Uh, one team really trying to find its identity, but you know the other team is too. I mean, you know LSU's trying to figure out what they are and who they are at this point as well with a new coach. But no, I, it's a shame about Hobbs. I haven't felt great about his recruitment for a long time. And you mentioned his sister was going with him. You know, that's a big part of the equation 
you may have mentioned you know, young basketball player, probably mm-hmm. going to play at a high level. Um, uh, the Arian Carter one's a little disappointing, I think, for Auburn yeah. because, well, look, I mean, things are out of your control, obviously. However, you know, when a kid is set aside a weekend to come to your school, mm-hmm. it, that means it's not just that he wants to get there. That means it fits his schedule. So this fit his schedule, and now he can't make it. And what is his fu- what is the future schedule look like? You know what I mean? And so you may not get that young guy back on your campus. You just never know. There's not another home game until November. Yeah, exactly. And that gives other schools a chance to, and other schools, i.e. Tennessee, uh, yes. a chance to really uh, kind of get into him, get get its claws, get its its grip on him. And uh, so that, that hurts a little bit. But, again, Auburn's only going to sign, we think, and uh, we have pretty good information on this. We think they're probably only going to sign, as of right now, two high school guys anyway. So Alex Sanford's still coming in this weekend. He's coming to Auburn instead of going to Arkansas, which is really interesting if you think about it. Very. You know, also it makes you wonder, how, did Arkansas not push for him to come this weekend? We don't know. We don't, we don't know that aspect of it. But if Auburn can, can flip him, then all of a sudden you only need one more linebacker. And then obviously they're working on Jay Nisberry. The whole key to that, and all three of you guys have said this before, is if, if the staff's here. If the staff's here, Christian Robinson's here, Auburn's going to have a shot. You know, we're, we're pretty sure of that. Uh, still working on some other guys. Um, but, no, the overall, it's a good visitors. I mean, again, anytime you get James Smith and Quay Russo to your stadium, it's good. Um, Tony Mitchell's coming Tony in. Tony Mitchell coming in for an official visit. I, I do think uh, his father is not going to be with him, uh, at least – that was the last we heard, but uh, they've been to Auburn plenty of times. And so, you yeah. know, I don't necessarily know that that's a big deal. And I still think he's going to be hard to flip. Sure. But, but why not? I mean, you're given a certain amount of official visits. It used to be 55. I'm not quite sure what the number is now, but not all of them. You know, you have to swing for the fences on side. So CJ head nodding. I mean, you got to swing for the fences on some guys. It doesn't hurt you. It's kind of like when, um, when something happens, let's say uh, whoever the president is, and uh, they comment on one situation, and everybody on Twitter says, well, what about this situation? Well, they can look at two situations at once, you know, and you can recruit multiple guys at once. I mean, I got, I hope you can. I mean, if you can't, you're in the wrong business. So swing yeah. for the fences on some guys, what happens, but while you're, while, while you have another, uh, while, while you're, you're also rotating around other recruits accesses, you know what I mean? Uh, access, excuse me. And uh, so I, I like that. I think there's some good people coming in. I'm still curious. Are they going to take a quarterback? I have a lot of questions right now. Yeah. You know, you know is there going to be a quarterback in this class? Is there going to be an, a second running back in this class? You had mentioned the Robinson kid out of California has wanted to come and hasn't been able to make it. And maybe Auburn's going in another direction too. I mean, that probably makes sense. That's a, that, that, that's a tough one. Um, it's hard to get a running back from that far away. Quarterback, maybe, but a running back, it's hard. Um, now obviously, Auburn did it with Cameron Artis game. But, yeah, there's still a lot of question marks. Um, a lot, not, not question marks, but a lot of uh, – Uncertainties. It's, yeah, it, it's like what direction are these guys going to go in? Uh, defensive line, Darren Reed, that's a significant one. I talked to somebody at LSU uh, last night or, or closely tied into that program, and they said that LSU still continues to feel really good about him. But uh, – they see Auburn as if there is a if there is competition. They see Auburn as the competition. Sure. So you know this is third game. Um, what are his feelings going to be like during this game? Who's he going to be pulling for inside? Um, you know, he better not be cheering for LSU if he's sitting in the Auburn section. That has to go. Over <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, so it's a, it's I, look they've done they they're getting guys to campus, but as people have pointed out on the message board, that's that isn't always enough. I mean. The next yeah. step is to land more of those guys. And now, look, there's been stories written this week about how the NIL is more competitive than it's ever been. Well, we're going to see. We're going to find out. We're going to find out if, if, if that's been a, a, a major hindrance uh, or, or not. Because if it's all working great now, then you probably better be getting some guys, right? And, and, if, and if you don't, then you maybe there's some other things in play. You know, that's the hard way of looking at it. But, I mean, look, great visitors list. NIL seems to be headed in the right direction. Now it's really just a matter of stability with the coaching staff. If, if, if there's that, then I think they're going to have a fairly decent class. If not, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I feel like I, think I said this on the podcast yesterday. I think we'll know a lot more 
by the end of the uh, October. Uh, either either put this shit to bed. Yep. And let's start looking and supporting you know this this staff, or let's move on. One of the two things has got to happen. Uh, I think you're kind of in a uh, in a lull right now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, <clears throat> it's hard. Um, obviously, you have a staff that's working extremely hard to still continue to get kids on campus, and that's what we're covering, and that's what we're talking about today. And commitments. Right, but you're right. Um, right now, the the future is so unknown. It, it's hard to feel good about any one direction of, of the way this is trending right now. But you're right, Jay Lee. As we move into the bye week, there'll be a lot more clarity there. And so, as far as coverage is concerned, you know, you can we can make some clear choices there. And as far as kids are concerned, they're going to know better. Like, all right, are we transitioning from this staff, or is everybody all in? You know, because if you go out there and you beat LSU, you're competitive against Georgia, and you find a way to beat Ole Miss. Well, I think we're talking about this staff in a whole different light. If you go out there and you lose to LSU, you lose to Georgia, and then you lose to Ole Miss, well, then we're looking at it from a completely different vantage point. True. Um, and, Keith, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yes, the reports are the NIL is definitely in the right direction. And I, from what I know of the situation, it is in the right direction. But <clears throat> NIL is not everything when, it does, when you don't exactly know who's going to be coaching you just yet. You know, yeah. and that's being driven home by every staff in the SEC and the ACC that's recruiting against Auburn. So I think the instability will not allow NIL to be successful to a degree until there's some clarity there as far as that's concerned. Yeah, you know, where NIL I think is going to make the biggest difference for Auburn in this cycle, regardless of who's coaching, is going to be in, through the portal. Agreed. They're going to have a lot of money. Now, now that said, the Alabamas of the world also are going to save some too. They're, they're look. They're not. This isn't their first rodeo either. So it's still going to be competitive. But I think Auburn will be a little bit better situated at that point. But you know, there's a lot of truths here. But within these truths, we're still trying to dig a little deeper. For example, did everything that happened earlier this year hurt this staff? All the all the talk of Harson's job security and all that. Absolutely, it hurt us. Here's another truth: they weren't setting the world on fire before that. Yeah. Recruiting. Now they weren't they weren't stinking it up either. Let's be clear about that. I mean, you know, these guys are taking a, a, a hell of a lot of criticism right now. Some of it's deserved, but some of it is like, you know, there's some major hurdles that they've had to had to deal with. So cut them a little slack. Last year, first year, uh, first year staff had to deal with COVID, getting the understanding the lay of the land down here. Now the problem was you you were following that class up, that cycle up or that class followed up the transition class, which you didn't get much out of. So that's where it's an issue that the, you know, again, two cycles in a row, you didn't really, you didn't really crush it. So you really needed to come out strong this cycle. And then, then you got people that, you know, wanted the head coach gone and that hurt. Now you've got the talk of the NIL is finally going in the right direction. And and people have said, well, that's really kind of held them back. And it probably has held them back. Some, the question is how much again, uh, Yes. Were there other were there missteps that had nothing to do, or have there been missteps that had nothing to do with NIL? I'm sure there have been, but if you don't have the negative chatter, and, and you had the NIL at, at full speed, you know you wonder where they'd be at recruiting right now. So I, I mean, there's a lot of challenges. Could they could they have done things certain things better? I'm sure they could have. You know, we all get phone calls from people that say, "Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that?" and and that's understandable, but it, there have been some major hurdles. But again, the fan doesn't care. And you know what? Maybe they shouldn't because at the end of the day, it's a results-oriented business. You know, uh, we all have challenges at work. I had challenges this week. I, I, I didn't have power, but uh, you know what? You still got to show up for work. And yes, I worked my 30 minutes yesterday, guys. I put in a full good hard day of 30 minutes work, okay? <laughs> no, no, seriously. I mean, but if you're a fan – they love following all this stuff behind the scenes, but at the end of the day, they just want results. Right. And, yeah. and, and same with the decision makers and whether it's true or not that you've really been handcuffed by certain things. And they have been, they, there's no doubt. Uh, at the end of the day, people just want to see that, that recruiting class up there near the top and see difference makers pouring in and a more talented product. And so I definitely feel, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of these people behind the scenes, man, good people, hardworking people, smart people. These yep. aren't dumbasses, okay? 
And uh, yeah, there's maybe one or two. No, I'm kidding. But no, it's, uh, but that's what they say about us, probably. But you know, <laughs> the thing is, it's it's just, and I know I'm talking in circles like I always do. I'm just kind of stream of conscious here. It, I hear you. There've been a lot of hurdles. Let's put it that way. But it's an unforgiving fan base. And and by the way, all the top 20 programs have unforgiving fan bases. They that's just, right. They want wins on the field, and they want wins in recruiting, and they don't care how you how it, you do it. They don't want excuses. They just want it. They want to see it. Uh, but but yeah. uh, before I but again I would have liked to have seen what these guys could do without all the hurdles. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. In fairness to them. In fairness, yeah. Yeah. My my opinion is this: the lull that that Auburn is currently in that that Jeffrey talked about earlier is and and I know you got the transfer portal to help you out. And again, this is my opinion. I still think. It just you you're losing such valuable time with recruiting by doing the lull, and, and, and by by in a, being in a holding pattern, and, yeah. and it's just not it's just not good for recruiting whether or not you have the transfer portal. Okay, it's hard to rebuild, especially these days because coaches have such a small time clock to get things right. You can't make a lot of mistakes because you don't have a lot of time when you get hired at a big school like Auburn. It, it don't. That's just the reality of the situation right now. So being in the lull is not helping anybody. It's not helping Coach Harson. It's not helping his staff. It's not helping a, a future staff that would take over for him. You know, it's just not helping Auburn. That's just my opinion on it. No, and I, th- I think that's valid, Cole. I mean, if we're talking about recruiting in general and taking over a program, the talent acquisition piece and having that new coach smell, you know, and all those other components in place are so invaluable. And I feel like – We've all talked about this, but coming from across the country, not necessarily having the contacts, then you develop the contacts, but you're a little bit behind. The NIL piece is not in place. The season doesn't go last year exactly how you expect it to. You put a lot of eggs in the basket of producing on the field this year. That has not come to fruition to this And development. Right. The development hasn't been there. So what would it be like if everything had broken a different way? Who knows? But yeah. – what I, I guess what I do want to talk about real quick, and I want to see your guys' reaction to this, and, and let's go Jeffrey, Cole, Keith, everybody here. As far as recruiting a kid is concerned, yes, NIL is a massive piece, okay? Probably the biggest piece of the puzzle right now, but it's not the only piece. There's still relationships. There's development. There's NFL contacts. There's a lot of things that go into play in a recruitment. It's who's the decision maker. You know what I mean? And making sure that you're recruiting that person just as hard as, you know what I mean, you're recruiting the actual prospect in and of themselves. So where do, how do you think the staff has done with those other things? NIL regardless, let's talk about the other things that, that, are, that matter in a recruitment and what you guys have seen so far. Okay, my stance on the NIL is pretty simple. I've said it this many times. All NIL has to do is make sure that they're the reason that the kid did not choose all. Yes, that's all their job is to do. Now you're now you're leveling the playing field. Now it's back to old school recruitment. It's back to the relationships. It's back to following the visits and and, and doing that. So they're they're getting the kids on campus. Obviously, they're getting the kids back multiple visits. I think most of the guys, the stud guys, coming in this weekend, this will be their second or even third game, and I'm sure that they'll be back for more. So nil to me, level the playing field where it's not a, not a reason for a kid choosing anywhere else. That's, that's not the reason you didn't get the kid. Now you're, now you're focused more on the old school recruiting of relationships and stuff like that. And the, the reason Tony Mitchell's coming to Auburn this weekend is because of Zach Etheridge. Yes. You know, the, the reason Alex Sanford is so high on Auburn right now is Christian Robinson. Those guys were brought in, not only as coaches, but to spearhead the recruitment of these guys. And some of these coaches – who have got the reputation for recruiters have done their jobs. Are the results there yet? No. Goes back to what Keith was saying. You know, they want to see that these guys are going to be here. And so far this year, we haven't seen any reason to believe that they will be. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if that answers your question, Jay, but that's about all I've got on the subject. It does. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of good recruiters on the staff. Uh, you name you know, Rock Bellantoni, Zach, 
Christian Robinson, you know, not to leave out anybody. Those are, those are guys that come to mind that are doing a good job. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, Robinson doesn't have the results with, with any commitments yet. Um, but we know it's not his fault, right? Well, well, yeah, I mean, you've got – whether they've been recruiters in their career or not, they're in a different situation now. That is the reality of it. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, takes, it takes some different tactics to try to, you know, get a guy to come play for you when, hey, I don't know if you're going to be here. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the program. You know, who, who knows? A lot, of, a lot of questions out there that they have to answer that they've never had to answer before. So that is, that's something that's just the reality of it. Again, results, like, like Keith was saying, it doesn't matter. You've got to have results regardless. You've got to make it work. Zero some games. You've got to, you know, work with the hand you're dealt there. So uh, I think, you know, these guys are going to get better at recruiting because of the situation they're in. Uh, hmm no matter where they're at, whether they're at Auburn and they get a job somewhere else, and we know that happens a lot. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're somewhere else in the next couple of years, uh, regardless of what happens at Auburn. And I think this whole situation will make them better. I really do. Well, you know, any coach that's been around a while has really been in every situation. Uh, hey, uh, the, the roster's loaded but you know we're developing guys. You may have to. You may not play right away, but but uh, you're going to compete against the best in practice, and that's going to make you better, and you're going to get to the NFL faster. Or hey, our roster is depleted right now. You can come right in. Yeah. Uh, we've got stability. We don't. You know whatever. They've been a guy like Rock Bell and Tony has been around for many years. Has been in this in tons of situations. Now some of the guys that came from Boise, like Brian Harson, he's never really been in a job security situation so maybe that's a little unique to him but uh jay had what explain your question again was really get back get to, go over that one more time with me here so besides nil how do you feel like this staff has done with the other facets of a recruitment with the relationship uh, angle with um, yeah. the prioritization of kids you know the evaluation yeah the, Knowing, okay. the, the, knowing the difference makers in a recruitment, you know, whether it's the mom, the dad, the coach. Well, any criticism, I'm sure we'll hear, we'll hear about it from somebody. But, but look, I mean, I think the thing is, I think uh, from an evaluation standpoint, I, I mean, essentially you're recruiting from the same pond as, as the other big schools, right? Right. That's where you start off at. But while you're recruiting the big fish, you're also – uh, you're also recruiting, looking for other guys. And, and I think Auburn has definitely beefed up its, its uh, scouting department. I, I, this Drew Fabian, it's who I haven't met. And, uh, you know, uh, so many years experience with the Cowboys. Also coached on the defensive line with the Tennessee Volunteers. And I guess you could, you could say, okay, now he scouted for the NFL. That's a little different than scouting in high school because guys are developed and they're, you know, they're kind of at their peak bodies at that point. But I think, he, I think it's safe to say the guy uh, – probably knows what he's doing. And in fact, he's also getting heavily involved in recruitment. So I, I like that acquisition there. Acquis is that the right term? I like that hire because it beefs, it really gives some uh, major help to guys like Steven Ruzik and Darren Usher, who, you know, I've, I, I'll tell you the guy who I kind of feel for is Darren Usher because, um, you know, that first year, man, I mean, he, he was kind of on an Island and he had to do, he had to work like multiple jobs, you know, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, from an overall standpoint, I think the scouting is fine. I think I, now, I guess one thing you could say is maybe there's been a few. Well, how do I say this? With, with the 2024 quarterback situation, taking Adrian Posse when they did at Big Cat Weekend, when it looked like Aaron Nolan also was getting ready to commit, and eh, those things are tricky. Those are hard decisions you have to make, you know. Um, and they're still recruiting. They're still recruiting Aaron Nolan, the other 2024 quarterback. I'm really talking in circles now, but I, I think Auburn – I think that's a good point to bring it, up. It was going to be hard to take both of them at the same time, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you had to pick. And, and you know, I think there's been some recruits that were surprised that Nolan's not – you know, other recruits that we talked to are surprised that Nolan's not the one that's in on the commit list right now. But there's difficult choices you have to make. I mean, it's – <coughs> Yeah. Hey, go back to the summer when you had several, presumably, several linemen, offensive linemen, presumably yeah. um, leaning towards Auburn, and it didn't look like Auburn was making that push for them. It was like they were almost saving some spots, and they still are. Let's, don't, let's be honest. 
Keith, you think we're uh, we're seeing Auburn at least halfway uh, finished with the class, right? So that means you've got about 10 or 11 spots left. Yeah. And you've got all these big-time guys committed elsewhere that Auburn was hoping to flip. Yes. And so you're 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 pushing other guys away in hopes that you're going to flip these guys. Yeah. And you know you got Clay Whedon coming back in this weekend. I'm trying to think of some other guys that uh, that you kind of slow played. Well, Col- Colton Hood. Yeah. Colton Hood, the defensive back from Atlanta, that's one. But that that's you know I. Ricky Gibson. It's always a game of chicken in the fraud. Yeah, I don't want to be too into fraud. Yeah, we're trying not to be too critical because you have to make tough choices. I mean, if you take all those guys early, you know, the, the fans are Damned if you do, damned if you yeah, don't. you're right. You're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And if Mike you do, you know, they thought they were going to have a really strong team this year. Right. Yes. Now they're still 3-1. and one. So right. to recruit, maybe they're just seeing 3-1 and one and say, hey, what, what's the problem? They're 3-1. and one. But to the people that are watching every week, we're, we're seeing a team that, that uh, doesn't look like a great team. Now maybe it will look like a great team in two three weeks. We don't know, but yeah, but you know, you're it's you're right. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, after a lot of those guys committed to other schools, we were told that they reached out to Auburn, many of them, and said, "Hey, keep recruit me, keep recruiting me. I I, I want to be, I, I still want to be recruited." So they did, and uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're still in it with a lot of guys. These guys, a lot of these guys are still visiting. Gabriel Harris, that's a big one. Georgia commit. Do they have a shot? It seems like they do. Uh, so maybe they know more than we do here. Maybe they know more than everybody else. But again, this is where if you, if you had the perceived stability within the staff, you might have a better chance of flipping these guys, you know, one more loss and the noise is going to get really loud. It's going to, it may flush a lot of their hard work down the drain, unfortunately for them. You know what I mean? I don't want to cut you off, but I think you just tapped into what I was trying to get to is that, yes, there have been some missteps by the staff, but the relationships have been strong. If the stability piece was there, I feel like the relationships have been strong enough that we would have more commitments on the board than we presently do oh, if things were slightly different, okay? If it didn't appear as though Auburn was on the verge of implosion, you know? Um, so I think there have been some, just some things this staff has done really well. Obviously, there's missteps. There's missteps with every staff. Gus, Gus and his staff had missteps, and they recruited at a very high level. And Nick Saban has messed recruitments up before. It's not like their staff is infallible. So I guess the general point I'm trying to make is there have been some really good things that this staff has done. There have been some things that haven't been great. But overall, if the things – if it felt more like Auburn was in sync – and that Auburn was bought in and that we were all moving in one direction, that recruiting probably would be in a much different spot than it is presently. And I don't think we're going to get any kind of way forward on that to, like Jeffrey said, at the bye week, and then you'll know. You're going to know one way or another which way this is going to turn. Yeah, yeah I, agree with that. I want to uh, maybe add sort of a unique perspective here for fans because I am somebody that followed recruiting for a long time before I was in this business of, of covering recruiting. And when I followed recruiting, I I could not understand why recruits didn't feel the way that a fan would about, Hey, Auburn's not doing very good right now. Why would you want to go there with all that mess? Whatever. I didn't understand it. I was just with everybody on that. I was like, I mean, how, what is the perception? How are you seeing it that way? I can tell you from being on this side, you would be surprised what those kids think. They have such different opinions than what fans have. It is so, I mean, it was eye-opening to me talking to a lot of kids with the way things have been, even back in the spring. Like, they're not seeing it the way that fans are seeing it. Fans are doomsday, okay? Uh, Recruits are not. They see it as an opportunity. They see it as, hey, that's my favorite coach. And they haven't even put even any thought into, oh, yeah, well, all that mess, whatever, you know. They haven't put any thought into that at all. And Cole, that's true. That is true. They do seem to like these guys. They do visit and visit a lot. But on the other hand, they just haven't landed a lot of what you call difference makers. Yeah. So something's been missing. Well, component? Is it the stability? Is it a combination? Or is it missteps from, you know, from the top down? Something has happened where they, quite frankly, 
Now, I haven't landed many. Now, could Holden Gurner end up being one of those guys? Maybe. We don't know. They, they seem to like him a lot. But, you know, with the quarterback, sometimes you don't know for two or three years, right? Yeah. Uh, right. But, when, again, when you look at who they've signed the first couple of classes and who's committed now, you just don't see a ton of – now, let's hope we're wrong, right? Let's, let's hope there are a ton and we're the ones missing it. Like we thought, maybe we all missed on Camden Brown, right? We all sort of liked him, but we didn't know that he was going to get as much praise as he did during the preseason. Well, how many catches does he have right now? Okay. Now, two. Okay. Two? I thought it was yeah. one. Okay. Well, it's either one or two. Trust me, big dog. It's so, two. <laughs> if, there are, if there have been difference makers signed, they haven't made an impact yet. Um, and so – that's what fans, you know, where, where, are the, uh, where are the recruits that are, are giving people, man, this is going to be a guy. I can't wait to see what this guy does against Georgia's defensive line. Yeah, what exactly. this guy does against Alabama's secondary. Right now it seems like it's just they're in survival mode, really. And by the way, again, this is not – and some of the people over there are going to take this as, as unlimited criticism. It's not. This is just a, a byproduct of everything that's happened. We're not assigning blame, but it is what it is, right? I agree. Uh, I think people. I think there's some people working their asses off and doing really good work over there. We yeah. see it every day. Yeah, we see it every day. We see people praise Ruzik and Usher and Fabianitz and Christian Robinson and these guys. So, so this is no, like, hey, these guys suck, man. I don't think that at all, really. But, that, mm-hmm. but there's a, a, again, at the end of the day, you know, where are the and maybe it's coming, and maybe it's coming. But it, 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 here we are; we're almost two years in, and yeah, I just I don't know. It, again, it would have been nice to see. It would have been nice to see what these guys have done without COVID, without any of this other garbage, right? And with an NIL kicking early. Now, again, now some people say, "Well, did Harson push for that NIL?" Wait, what are you laughing at, Jeff? <laughs> I love you, Key. <laughs> what am I doing wrong here? You're awesome. Uh, I, I love your takes. Um, well, no, I feel, no, you don't. Come on. But no, I mean, it, I do too. It, it, you know, the NIL situation. How did it? Why did it take so long? Yeah, I don't know. That's you know. a good question. <clears throat> hey, well, Jay is going to have to go check on some things. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll cut it there. Uh, real quick, how about you this week? Anybody, Jay Head? Uh, no, another very. Um, yeah, I hear you. I guess you know it's hard for the for me to give how about you when I think everybody is in the frenzy of you know coaching search and you know AD search and everything else as far as that's concerned. Just you know complete upheaval. So no dingleberries, no how about you from me this week. Just I hear you. All right. Cole, you have any? Yes. I have uh, WDE33, and I have Wiley Coyote. Wiley! I got Wiley, too. Really? I got Wiley, too. Wiley kind of stood out this week. I'm not sure why. Do you have any uh, posters that you want to bring light to? Me? Yeah, like pizza yeah I'm the whole board. Uh, how about everybody on the board that expressed concern about my well-being this week? Being down <laughs> in Florida, they're all worried about me, and I was in my apartment swinging the golf club for hours a day. I've got I've got several. Most of this is because of the people the way the reply or the the gifts they were using, or or, or yeah. they were big fans of the show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Trey Smith lover. Oh yeah, uh, Thingsayer yeah. has has some quality posts this week. I think that's one of Keith's uh, favorite posters. Thingsayer. Yeah, actually, I I I mixed it up with them a little bit, but I did. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tucker's ghost at GFYJGT. Big how about you to uh, GFYJGT. <laughs> oh dude. Uh, hey, uh, he had a quality. He had quality posts this week. At, oh, at, at Quattro, at at Quattro, at uh, SS War Eagle, at Quattro, Quattro with two T's. Is that the alien in the in the, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that came that's, out of the guy's stomach? I think that's four in Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess not. 
Uh, Quattro with a Q. Maybe you're right, uh, Keith, because Quattro in Spanish is C-U-A-R-T-O. Quattro? Hell, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, at SS War Eagle, at Wardam23, at Corigo, at Jureo, mm, at, yep. at bbrews9966 at gmail.com. <laughs> If you need to contact him, if you need to contact him, I do not have the information. Hey, can we give him Jay Head's phone number? Yeah, we'll just give it to him. Uh, at Barn Boy Three, at Eight Figures, and at Wiley. How about you to all you fellows, man? We appreciate y'all. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing to the Auburn Live on Three website. If you're not a subscriber, now is a fantastic time to do so. Get signed up right now for the first week free, and then it's fifty percent off after that. So you're looking at five dollars a month. Can't beat that thanks everybody again for listening we're going to be back with recruiting coverage all throughout the weekend auburn hosts lsu saturday night six o'clock in jordan hair stadium we will have a recruiting blog going we will have post-game reactions from recruits uh justin and cole both will be having uh some, some football to some team coverage of the game there as well got three official visitors leaving sunday we'll be all over that and then we'll be back keith and i will be back monday morning for the inside of the 20 podcast thanks again everybody real quick Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, hit that notification so you'll know every time a video gets uploaded. For Jay Head, for Pink, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See you.